Hey, everybody, this is Latasha Martin with episode two of Power to Choose. So today we're going to talk about what's the point of the talk or what's the pot. I was going to use the acronym. Maybe I will in the title. Anyways, I was just cracking up because yesterday when I did the first episode, I do want to let you know that even though this is called Power to Choose, this is like a little uh, intimidating speaking on this platform. But I said, you know what? I've made a decision. And just like I talk about, we always have the power to choose power to choose. And so if we're thinking about that, part of that comes with commitment to stick with it. So here we go. Let's talk about our topic for today. And I want to take you back to what I didn't realize yesterday when I was telling you guys about my story about how I came to the realization of having this uh, power to choose philosophy. What I realized is that I've been choosing for a long time. But my choices weren't always intentional. Sometimes those choices just happen because um, I was in situations and I just didn't, you know, I like conflict, but I would choose to take the high road. At least that's what I thought. And so when I was talking about my story, one of the things that people ask me about often is I share that, you know, during my process of going from, you know, not really enjoying my life and things happening inside of my marriage to me and my husband being estranged. I mean, honestly, to the point where I started counseling because he wouldn't go, go figure, but he did eventually start coming with me. But I was talking about like, what was the thing that happened through that process that I learned? And so one of the things that helped me to understand, you know, what's the point of the talk and why it's so important when it comes to choosing how you go into a conversation and choosing how you handle conversations is what I learned when I was younger. And I didn't realize how much that had actually become such a core part of me that I didn't really deal with. And it was actually having a negative impact on my marriage and not necessarily positive. So while I was in graduate school, I read this book called Fifth Wave Leadership. And in Fifth Wave Leadership by Morris Sheckman, I think that's how you say it, um, he talks about this concept called familiars. And familiars are things that are triggers that you reflect on or you have an experience and it reminds you of something from your past. And what happens is, is that when you have this experience from the past, you either become just like that experience or you try to do everything you can to not be that way. So it's kind of like if you had a familiar where you grew up and your parents would say stuff like money doesn't grow on trees. And so as you grow up as an adult, either you're a person that's always conscious about how you spend money or you're the kind of person that says, you know what, growing up, we always had to save every single nickel and dime. And quite frankly, as an adult, I want to spend that money. So if you can think of a time or a trigger for you, that's, that, that whole idea was called a familiar. But what I didn't realize is that one of the familiars for me when I was young growing up is that my mom was a direct communicator. She was direct communicator that when you use that whole term, sticks and stones may not break your bones, but words will never hurt me. I want to say like that whole concept is a lie because words do hurt. 
And whether they're words of affirmation or they're words that um, that stick with you, not so much that they hurt you at that moment, but what you do is reflect on those conversations. And so as a child, I, I actually was conflict avoidance. So it's kind of like I never wanted to have like a conversation. So if something happened to me, I wouldn't respond to it. And then as I started to get older, I would get very emotional and then I would react to it. But it was like ah, in your face reacting to it. And so how did this pattern have an impact on my marriage? Well, the reason that it had an impact on my marriage is because when I met my husband and we were dating, we always had like super, super cool conversations. Like that's one of the things that drew me to me, drew me to him. And when I think about most relationships, as I'm working with people right now, is that the thing that you love and you're drawn to is the same thing that can drive you crazy. But the difference is, is that my husband avoids conflict and I run to it. And so I didn't really deal with that. And it wasn't really a big deal until we started having kids, because there's something that happens in your brain when you transition from being just the wife to becoming mama, or if I had to be real, mama bear. (laughs) And so then the times that you would uh, be thoughtful about your words, or I might want to say something to him and I could get emotional for a moment. There was just this thing that went through my head once we started having kids that I felt like not only was I the mother of these children, I was almost, if I had to be honest, I was transitioning how I treated my children to how I was communicating with my husband. And the excuse that I would give is that I'm so exhausted and I work so much and and I don't have time to go all around the mulberry bush to have this deep conversation so I can gingerly not hurt feelings. I just needed to just say what I was saying because quite frankly, I was too tired to have those conversations. And so if you're a woman listening to this, or even if you're a man listening to this, I don't know if you've ever gotten to those points where your normal way of communicating when you're exhausted and tired, or just quite frankly, you don't have a lot of time, you just kind of like, just say what you say. And you don't necessarily think about the backlash of those words. And so what I realized for myself was that was where the demise in our relationship was actually starting to happen. Um, As I began to work with coaches and I started talking to people. And so on the outside, I might, you know, have this conversation with him. But the reality is internally, as soon as I would say the words and as soon as there would be like this frustration point like inside, it like really bothered me because I loved him and it hurt me. But then we got into this rhythm that it would bother me that I hurt him. And then I got to the point where I was so tired and just so frustrated with so many areas of my life that I would say it and it stopped bothering me so much. It stopped bothering me so much. And the problem with that is, is that when it stopped bothering me, it then became a bigger problem because I would want to run to it and run to the conversation and he would be running as fast as he could the other way because all he wanted to do was love me, his wife, the mother of his children, and the lady that just can't seem to win in her career goals. And so as I went through that process, what I realized is that This stuff that I was doing, how I was showing up to him and how I was showing up in life, being this direct communicator, although it may have been effective in the boardroom, it wasn't effective in the bedroom. 
And when I say the bedroom, I mean that in a figurative way, meaning that it wasn't effective in our relationship. And so what I realized is that, you know, I had a choice. Like I have to have a choice that I needed to make a choice about how much longer was I going to be this person that when he was around me, that if he said the wrong thing, I would just explode and I would say things. And like I mentioned, I had stopped feeling bad or that remorse because it became a habit. And so what I realized is that even though in the temporary, I might have had him do what I asked him to do, it really wasn't having a positive impact on our marriage. And quite frankly, I knew I needed to do some things inside of myself to transform because now when he wasn't reacting because I wasn't caring or I wasn't even caring if he even reacted one way or another, I knew that wasn't a way that we could move forward and and continue to have a positive relationship. And so then when that breakdown started to happen more at home, it then began to seep over into if I was in the workplace or how I was reacting with others, because I started to compartmentalize my life that at work, I could smile and I could get along with people and act like the whole world was okay. But then it almost as soon as I was taking that drive home, I became miserable. And then when I was air quote running this business that was failing and I would be out there with my clients, I would try to act like it's okay and put this smile on my face. But then as soon as I got to home, got into my house, it was almost like a living hell. And so what I realized was after I was talking to one coach one day is I was explaining to her, I was like, you know, I'm trying to work on my communication skills and I I really want to make these things better. And so I was like on a mission to like learn how to be a more effective communicator. And so finally, after taking assessments about my communication style and making assumptions about what I thought his communication style was and and then practicing, you know, how do I flex when I talk to people and I want to be flexible when I'm talking to people and and I'm going to try to accommodate and just flex and flex and flex so that I could be softer with my words because now my direct communication, it didn't feel like it was having a positive impact. I then created this plan of, it seems to be working at work. It seems to be working with my clients. Let me try this approach at home with my husband. Okay, seemed like a good idea at the time. So I can recall again, we were in a conversation. I don't even remember the topic. All I remember is we were in our bedroom. And I asked a question trying to be flexible and and have this conversation. And he like lost it. He like flipped out. Like he just, you want to know how I feel? And he just gone, went, da, 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 da. so I'm like sitting there like, okay. And I'm like, and you will not talk to me like this. And so after the fact, I went back to that same coach who had this brilliant idea about me flexing and learning how to be an effective communicator. And this is what I said to her. I said, I tried your approach and it seemed to be working at my, at my job and with my clients, but where it didn't work is it didn't work at home with my husband. And I was like kind of mad at her for like giving me this advice. And this is what she said. She said, well, um, what I need you to do is listen to the intention of his heart and not be so reactive to his emotions. And I was like, okay, listen, I can try that. But really, these are the words that he said. And I can't even believe he said this and that he talked to me this way. And she said, well, do you want to have your feelings hurt? Or do you want progress? 
And so I was like, okay, let me try this. So I tried it again and I and I tried to have different conversations and be more flexible. And then I thought again, I'm like, okay, so I tried it again and I had a different result with my husband. I was like, wow, like this really works. Like don't wait until the pot boils to the point where he wants to explode, but really try to be intentional and have conversations and, and go past his emotions and listen to the intent of his heart and don't react to the emotions. And it was working. And so I thought... That sounds like a great idea. So let me try that even more. So then again, I kept going down this path of being flexible and flexible and flexible. But then I started getting frustrated because I'm like, okay, I'm trying to flex for everyone that I'm talking to. But the end of the day, what's happening is, is that I'm flexing and feeling and they feel great. But then when I walk away from these conversations, I'm not really getting a result that's like a win-win solution. It feels more like Stephen Covey talks about win-lose, meaning that they're winning because they're expressing their position. And I'm losing because I'm like collecting all of their emotions because I want to flex. And that's when I learned that in order to have effective communication, it's more than just flexing to the emotions from the one side. The real way to have an effective communication, and this is what I talk about in, in things that I, when I'm working with people, the real way to have a conversation is when you recognize, first, I can't respond to the emotions, but I also have to go into that conversation and say, what's the point of the post? If I had to use social, social uh, media language, or what's the point of the talk? And so after learning what the point of the talk was, what I discovered as I started to approach conversations that way was something that was amazing. And the amazing thing was, I'm glad I took the time to flex because then as I started to have to have the conversation and ask myself, what's the point of the conversation or what would success look like? I was able to navigate through these conversations and I discovered that I was no longer holding on to that familiar of being emotional and reacting to people's words. So I wasn't offended when they use colorful language. I wasn't offended when they may have had a loud tone or talking fast or talking and using so many words where I'm like, okay, can you get to the point? I realized that effective communication was just that, understanding what's the goal of the conversation. And I had discovered that inside I had transformed and I no longer, again, was quickly offended. And I was able to have conversations where even if it was a difficult conversation, I could go into it and saying, I'm going to stay here or I'm going to wait until the appropriate time to have this conversation. And what I recognized was once I started to do that, my conversations were no longer the win-lose. They were win-wins because they were able to express their side of the top of the topic. And I was able to share my side of the topic. And at the end of the day, what I was realizing is even in that process, I still had to make an intentional decision and recognize that the power to choose is about saying at the end, what is the goal of the talk? And then how do we move forward from there? 
And so I was just like so excited to know that I had transformed that way. It's kind of like um, when you maybe you get into conversations with people for so long and you're like, you know what? I'm never going to be able to get along with this type of person. And what I discovered is taking this approach, it helped me to not even get frustrated when people didn't communicate like me. I had really changed. And that is something that has helped me not just from the time where I was having that breakdown with my marriage, but what it also has helped me to do is to recognize not only when I needed to have conversations at home with my husband, but how to have conversations with my husband and recognize his emotions. Sometimes it's just not the good time to have that talk at that moment. And I had transformed from saying, I'm emotional and we need to have this conversation right now to just resting sometimes and saying, when would be the ideal time to have that conversation? And so again, as you as you hear this journey with me and you follow along, and I hope that it encourages you that if you are one of these people that like struggle, like, like I used to struggle with conversations, is that effective communication and understanding what's the point is like a huge aha for me. And, and I, I hope that this approach in this little scenario, it encourages you that before the next time you enter into a conversation, you ask yourself, what is the pot or what is the point of the talk? And so just reminding yourself, as always, we always have the power to choose. And I hope that you will continue to follow me on my journey and sharing with you how I'm choosing and how I make intentional decisions every day to be the best version of me so that you can be the best version of you because you always have the power to choose. Have a great day and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.